manger dogs, swab the decks and hoist the sails. The guns on board be needed some proper madam. Pieces of eight and a fine wench on your arm. If you work, be not too shoddy. Careful not to flounder too badly, though, or you may have to dance the hemp and jig as we see you to Davy Jones. The Jeffy, my boy, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, friends, folks, foes, and fellow pirate mateys to this week's latest Friday night feature installment of Pirate Radio Podcasts. It's episode number 193. I'm your host, as always, the Robin Hood's Chief Communications Officer, Jaffe Ryder. Got a great guest. That well, we... hold, hold on. I'm hearing you twice, Jeffy. Oh, uh, do you have your YouTube? Do you have your YouTube coming through? Is that the problem? I'm guessing. No, that's not the issue. I think it seems to have resolved itself. It's going. It's going oh. fine now. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. So, yeah, return guest, capping off our July 2020 schedule. We once again welcome New Zealand's very own live streaming no 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 it is it is repeating back so you guys are uh are repeating back over the yeah uh that would have to be your youtube uh, i i don't have the youtube but oh wait well wait, wait. I, I see what it is uh i got it i got it sorry my bad check one check one one two one two it's all it's all good now all right. your uh, your website automatically plays your broadcast which is actually a neat feature i had no idea that that was the case okay hey, so once again capping off our t- july 2020 schedule we once again welcome new zealand's very own live streaming mega sensation mr Vinny eastwood uh this will uh, yet again be a, a network simulcast we've put a couple of these sort of shows together to this point over the last year or so now. Uh, and we joined forces tonight, this afternoon over here in Asia, 12 p.m. noon. I think it's 4 p.m. in New Zealand in producing optimal cosmic corona busting synergy. So, uh, and let us just remind our listeners that the only thing worse than living in a high-tech police state is having to listen to Vinny's bad jokes. So be prepared for that. Uh, although I must say, Vinny, entering into the, the, the latest New Zealand election cycle, I guess you're working on toning things down as far as the comedy is concerned. Is that not the case? Yeah, that is the case. Uh, I've been... Uh, listening very carefully to uh, criticism of the broadcast, and it is putting a lot of people off uh, my traditional approach. So uh, the concept is to behave as though I were a professional broadcaster, and after 12 years doing professional broadcasting, I think it's about time. Yeah, I think it... uh... I think you've got something there, most most definitely. So we will see how things play out on the electoral front. Uh, 
Before we get to that, though, let's just remind our audience that we have here waiting in the wings a couple fellow pirate mateys, longtime friends of the show, and gentlemen who from time to time do like to drop by. We've got, uh, well, let, let's, let's see if we can connect with Reverend Jim to begin with here. He was making his way up onto the crow's nest. And as always, before we really get into the, the meat of what we have to offer here, as far as the show is concerned, we like to connect with him. Uh, you, have you managed to make it? to the top of the crow's nest yet, Jim, or uh, where are yeah, we? Yeah, I have. And it uh, looks like we've already got a few people uh, over here on YouTube, and uh, we've got a few people here on DLive. And uh, looks like we're set set to sell. And it ought to be a good show. I enjoy Vinny very much. I remember last time he was on. It was a good show. Right. Welcome back. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Uh, we have 31 people watching on the Vinnie Eastwood channel and 11 watching on the New Zealand Public Party channel. We've got uh, 10 over here between YouTube and DLive. And once again, I'm not sure if Fakebook is going to be shutting us down. As I was saying to you guys, actually, just in the, the audio tech check end of things that we were uh, quickly running prior to kicking things off here, we were having some problems just last this past Tuesday, as a matter of fact, with the news stream. So it looks like we might be okay, though, uh, believe it or not. So that's good. Yes, indeed, that they have allowed us access once again. DLive has been known to sometimes shut people down as well, too. There was once that we were producing... Uh, an organ harvesting show with Mitchell Gerber. And of course, uh, well, you see, D Live is actually, a lot of people don't know this, but it's the Chinese Communist Party who I believe is actually pulling the strings from behind the scenes as far as that platform is concerned. Just follow the money, folks. But uh, before we carry on any further, as promised, I want to just turn our attention to uh, another old friend and fellow pirate matey. Uh, someone who's been laid low as of late, actually, and just managed to find himself on the road to recovery the past number of weeks from the sounds of things. So, Pirate Larry up there on Dead Man's Bluff, how how, how goes it, my friend? Well, Jaffe, there are certainly a lot of skulls and uh, bones on Dead Man's Bluff. Looks like they had uh, a lot of bluffs and a lot of battles down there. But uh, we should be able to pick up some nice uh, swords and muskets. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm surveying the area. Yeah, and you're, you're based out of Baja, California, too. So that's a pretty uh, unique perspective. We always love to hear from you. So uh, if you have anything to offer here uh, along the way, be sure to let us know. We're going to check back with both you and uh, Reverend Jim probably about midway through this week's 
live stream and 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 just uh along with the the end of things as we wrap the show up but uh other than that uh i suppose that's that's good enough for i'll keep an eye out for anything that moves there you go that's well it's always uh always on the hunt for the crack and and you know Vinny, I'm sure you've you've seen more than your fair share of the beast over the years. Um, as a heterosexual man, I, I can honestly say that no, I haven't uh, seen. But but I I would like to uh, give people a little bit of reassurance that today I'm extremely extremely exhausted. So if I'm a little bit off and uh, not totally on my game, and perhaps a little dull. That's why. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that. Just, you know, we only had a, a brief uh, five-minute audio tech check, and it seemed I was going to ask you if you had a headache or something. So uh, maybe you've picked up a little bit of the, the, the corona bug. You know, most lo- most people don't even know. No, I know. Um, well, last night, a uh, old friend, Lance, uh, from back back in the days when I was filming dance parties, the uh, the shift parties, he, uh, he gave me a ring and he's been having a real hard time uh, struggling with addiction and uh, loneliness and looking after his mother who's got Alzheimer's and I haven't talked to him for nearly a decade um, and so I, I had a chat with him for uh, two hours past my bedtime because uh, uh, honestly when people are in uh, true distress and they reach out to you it's usually a good idea whatever sacrifices need be made uh to be there for them and uh to listen and give them what advice you can indeed you know i um fully concur and it it can be quite draining of course and difficult Uh, nobody likes to see anyone when they find themselves with their back against the wall or up against the ropes to uh you know a lot of people with with post-traumatic stress disorder and 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 things along those lines various mental uh dis distresses and diseases that it can all lead to a pretty dark place ultimately and uh, you know i've i've dealt with depression myself over the years as a matter of fact, I'm just lucky that I've got a supportive spouse and uh, a, a network, really. So really, I think that's what's most critical um, when it comes right down to it, is that we have support networks. We have people to talk to. Talk therapy is a powerful thing. And in our modern age, most people are not very empathetic. And in fact, they're very uh, self-absorbed. And so when you start talking about your real issues uh, and things that you need somebody to really listen to you, uh, it's hard to find uh, people that actually will listen. And uh, when you go to, for example, uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, and try to get Uh, some help that way they charge a lot of money but they might not necessarily be listening to you per se especially if they're uh, frontline staff especially if they're emotionally exhausted and uh, this happens to me from time to time as a broadcaster we're taking on people's pain taking on people's trauma actually listening to them you uh don't just dissipate that pain you don't just dissipate that trauma it attaches itself to you kind of like a parasite and uh, often people on the front line 
in uh, this regard will need uh, significant periods of time off. Otherwise, they will only be able to show sympathy, not empathy. What's the difference? Sympathy is synthetic empathy. Yeah, you look at the word sympathy, actually, break it down etymologically. Apparently, it means suffering with. Well, let me get that straight. That's compassion, rather. I shouldn't say that. So uh, just, just to be clear, I misspoke. Compassion is the suffering with. And this is a fascinating area as well, too. Com uh, sympathy versus empathy. And uh, could you... Could you uh, could you maybe just try to elaborate a little further as far as the distinction is concerned? I actually can't. Uh, it's called the uh, the per the Pareto distribution. You know how you uh, you wear twenty percent of your clothes eighty percent of the time. You know how twenty percent of the people accomplish eighty percent of the work. Mm -hmm. You know how twenty percent of the work you do gets eighty percent of the results. That's called the Pareto distribution. So I will. Uh, have a look at the 20% of information that gives me 80% of the knowledge. And uh, instead of doing the other 80% to get the other 20%, I'll just be like, no, nah, I've, I've, I've learned what I've learned. And uh, simply calling uh, sympathy a form of synthetic empathy, I believe, uh, uh, basically does the note. But uh, moving on from that and, and talking about just in, in general, I think that to a large degree we are very saturated with media. We are in front of screens all the time and we're not doing a whole bunch of human interaction like uh, we would be doing, say, just 20 years ago. And as a result, I think that part of our humanity, part of our capacity to listen, to care, to hug, uh, others has been uh, greatly diminished and I think that uh, in and of itself is part of the definition of what really makes us human and I'm concerned that myself and uh, many others are becoming less human by the day as we are socially isolated and distanced from each other. That's a great point, uh, along with the fact of uh, how so much social media really just dominates in a big way, electronics, technology, as you say, uh, FaceTime in front of computer screens and so forth, that uh, I'm really conscientious and aware of that. It's one of the reasons we only do two shows a week. It's the reason I don't own a spy phone. Uh, it's the reason that you don't ever see me on camera and, and so on and so forth. You know, there's certain uh, I don't I'm not a total Luddite when it comes to technology, but I try to moderate. And uh, if I if I can't choose how I engage the technology around me in my environment, what's out there? That's a problem, you know, the, the, when you had the... When if I may... Yeah, sure. I, I think that um, technology, we need to be thinking of it in terms of a weapon, okay? Uh, if you're not... Well, uh, sorry, let me back up. If you're fighting a war against people who are armed with an Abrams tank or uh, a, a, a 50 caliber machine gun 
and you're going up against them with a musket, you're going to lose. And that means that, uh, from my perspective, the more we use technology, it's not so much what technology we use, it's it's how we're using it. And I am blessed to have uh, supporters of my show, like uh, Benny Mack, who's one of the moderators on my channel, who's given me uh, such uh, great advice and such wisdom like the reason why my green screen works without it uh, blotching out in the background is because Benny helped me position my lights correctly. The reason why I have a uh, detached uh, cinema camera as my webcam is because Benny showed me the uh, the cables and things of that nature that were actually done to use that, and it's improved the quality of the show by a significant margin. And I think that because the technology of the show the uh, the look of the show and the uh, the smoothness of it has been improved it improves it for the uh, end user people want to see you jaffe they want to communicate with you they want to get given a shout out uh, for being in the chat room that kind of thing uh, and speaking of which uh, spiraling 69 over here has said Vinny be professional but also be yourself and uh, I completely understand this and uh, some people especially my long term listeners who've been used to my far more uh, bombastic and uh, uh, silly frankly uh, way of doing things welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Vinny Eastwood show uh, it's, it's they've being concerned that perhaps I'm not uh, being myself anymore. And uh, I want to assure you guys that that's not the case. I am completely 100% myself. I've just become a more restrained version. And this next month, the month of August, I am going to be experimenting with this restrained version. For example, you guys may have uh, heard the old intro to the show. The new intro is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vinnie Eastwood Show. I'm not a credible journalist. I'm an incredible journalist. And my very special guest is Jaffe Ryder, you know, just like just like that. And so it's still got the humor in there. It's still got the, uh, the lighter side that I like to bring to things. However, I've simply changed the tonality in my voice. And instead of laughing at my own jokes for minutes, which my band told me was starting to grate on them a little bit, I've uh, decided to restrain that Vinnie Eastwood beast just a little bit. Because at the moment it is election season and my country is on the line. And if I must make sacrifices and and uh, maybe, frankly, enjoy the shows perhaps a little less uh, doing it in this uh, vein, I think it is a worthy sacrifice to make, considering what is at stake. Yeah, and there is, as always, a great deal at stake. How, and we can get into that more if you like, um, clearly there's a lot of pressure on you, you would presume you put yourself out there in the public's eye and and the spotlight, uh, making yourself a real target for those who, you know, don't. <laughs> you know, have, well, I mean, uh huh. Go one ahead. time I got uh, asked by uh, Luke Hurley, who's a uh, great uh, guitarist here in New Zealand. We were doing a. Uh, a live performance uh, with my bandmate at uh, Cafe One to One on Ponsonby Road, and uh, Luke came up to me outside and he says, "Vinny, do you do you think that by 
doing what you're doing, you're putting yourself, you know, in in danger. And I said, well, like, one can only hope. <laughs> and uh, and we we uh, we laughed, and and this is how you uh, you dispel the uh, the fear because. I think to a large degree we are uh, not suffering from fear as much as we are indifference, and it's time for us to uh, kill that indifference. It's time for us to defeat that defeatism. The world is on the line here, and all of us need to be giving 100% to this fight. If that means restraining ourselves so that a wider audience can enjoy it, and not be put off with it in in such a way. Again, uh, self-sacrifice for the good of others is what a activist Russell Malcolm told me is the true mark of a leader. Self-sacrifice for others. Uh, definitely something to to consider and to reflect upon, no doubt about that. When it comes to what is currently a foot in New Zealand. You have there's a new party, uh, the, the New Zealand po- po- Policy Party, I believe, is is the the, the name. If I've got that straight, what do what do they stand for exactly? Are they offering a genuine alternative to the current status quo, and do they potentially uh, stand to take the the country in a in a way which will in the end prove to be uh, refreshing uh, as, as well as, you know, many other positive things that in a, in a popular sense, I suppose, everything that the, that the 1% elites despise, I suppose, in many ways would come down well, to imagine, it. Imagine for a moment that you brought a politician onto your show and you spend an hour coming up with every single question about every single conspiracy that you've been covering for the last decade on your broadcasts, and they give you straight-up answers with no BS, with no pauses. Okay? Does that sound extraordinary to you? It was to me. I've never seen anything like this in my life. This is a whole new ball game and uh, that's Billy TK the uh, leader of the party and we have uh, I say we but I'm not a collectivist the party has merged with Advance New Zealand uh, Jamie Lee Ross's party, Jamie Lee Ross is a former National Party uh, member of parliament who exposed the fact that uh, the Communist Chinese Party were bribing both sides of the House, both the Labour and the National Party. And so naturally, because he blew the whistle on bribery and corruption, he's now fallen under the investigation of the Serious Fraud Office because that is the modus operandi of a corrupt country that is owned by the communist Chinese is that those people who blow the whistle on corruption are indeed the ones who get blamed for the corruption instead of the corrupt ones. When I had first heard about the New Zealand Public Party, I had been uh, working for the Aotearoa Legalised Cannabis Party 
and I was called by uh, Michael Stace, who set up the, uh, the New Zealand Public Party website, uh, asking if perhaps the uh, Aotearoa Legalised Cannabis Party would consider changing their name. And after three years working with that party, I, I laughed and just said there is absolutely no chance that the Legalised Cannabis Party that has been uh, around for 25 years doing the exact same thing, election after election, and getting the exact same results, election after election, um, which is the definition of insanity. So when I said that to Michael, he uh, well then said, well, the second part of my call is, would you be willing to help out the party? And at the time I was uh, thinking that uh, I'd helped out the Outdoors Party, really, really good people. I'd helped out the Legalised Cannabis Party, really good people. Uh, but they hadn't paid me for my time or, or really shown much appreciation. And because I'm a, um, a fragile, egotistical narcissist, not being appreciated is uh, indeed a, quite a difficult uh, thing for me to deal with. So I said to them, look, just straight up, give me a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks is nothing. And uh, it wasn't, you know, to help them or anything like that. It was just a test. I was just testing them to see whether or not they would take me seriously and actually show me some appreciation that I felt I deserved because of the uh, the work that I do and have been doing for the New Zealand public uh, for the last decade plus. And there was no negotiation or anything like that. They sent me a contract. I signed it, sent it back, and the money was in my account. And I said, okay, great. Now I know that you are taking it seriously. And uh, what they thought they were paying for was one show a week. And I was like, no, 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 no. Five shows a week. And uh, this makes it uh, six for this week. And I did their live streams on a, on a Sunday the other the other day. And uh, I haven't had a day off in uh, two weeks. And, of course, I'm going to go do another live stream tomorrow. The money is inconsequential to me when my nation, my people, my history is at stake. And the reason I'm doing this is because it's what I've always been doing. You know, I won't work for people. I work with people. And the, they pass the test. They take me seriously, gave me the coin. Okay, great. You you you, uh, you put your money where your mouth was. Now I'm going to show you what it's like to be supported by Vinnie Eastwood from the Vinnie Eastwood show. And we've done a month's worth of broadcasts thus far. And I have brought on international experts on so many different fields of research in order to... Uh, add information and quality to the New Zealand Public Party's repertoire. People like G. Edward Griffin, Dr. Rima Labo, or uh, the uh, writer of the Silver Manifesto and uh, various other uh, people who have got basically the top in their fields, in their particular veins of research. People in, uh, even like Mark Passio and uh, former Freemason experts and, and things of that nature because what I learned over my uh, tenure doing what I'm doing is that the issues that face America 
are facing New Zealand. The issues that face those in the UK are facing New Zealand. We are already in a new world order. This is the same problems that I see in every nation, and I think that I'm in a unique position as the uh, top interviewer in this country to bring the local and international experts to bear to advise the party to inform its voting uh, base about the real issues here uh, and give them context. And I believe that this is part of the reason why uh, I have uh, changed my format a little bit. The main reason why I've changed my format and uh, the way that I'm conducting my interviews and conducting my shows is mainly due to Billy TK himself, Billy TK. He's a uh, great musician. Apparently, I don't know. I haven't really heard him play. And but he is a uh, incredible speaker. He has uh, a research background within uh, New Zealand Army intelligence. And every single question I've thrown at him, he has answered straight away without trying to hide anything. I've never seen that in a political candidate. And I felt this this odd sensation in my heart, Jaffe. I hadn't, I hadn't felt it before. Maybe I, I didn't recognise what it was. It was a few weeks later that I recognised, oh my God, what is that? Is that hope? Like I, I felt hope, Jaffe, for, for a cynical journalist such as myself, that is the rarest commodity is so rare in fact that I didn't even recognize it when I felt it but now I am feeling it and it's not just because of Billy it's not because uh, just because of his statesmanlike uh, delivery of the facts his uh, profound respect for the craft of simple human communication it was because the listeners, Jaffe, the amount of support that the public has come out with, not only for me and my show since uh, starting to help this, but of course for the party itself. When polls are put online where we're able to contribute to them, the Advanced New Zealand uh, Public Party has uh, come up number one every time on, on these uh, online polls where people are able to contribute. There is a massive army of people out there who, like myself, for goodness knows how long, have seen and felt no hope in the political spectrum whatsoever. And now a spark has turned into a fire, and that will fan the flames of freedom in this country. And it is my deepest honour and pleasure to be involved, to be contributing to the saving of my nation. For the first time ever, I feel like we can win. We can actually win this. New Zealand operates on a um, proportional representation. Uh, that's that's the way that they calculate and 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 break down the the votes is that not the case as with australia yeah, mixed it's called mmp mixed member proportional voting mm -hmm. so uh the the way that it works is and it's 
very uh, complex, so I'm going to try and simplify it as best I can. Let's say I'm in Green Bay, okay, and uh, in my suburb, Green Bay, we're part of the what's known as the New Lynn electorate, right? So New Lynn's a suburb just down the road from me, and there's a certain amount of people within this. So there's a bunch of electorates across the country, and each of those electorates you can stand as an independent candidate and be elected to represent that electorate, right? But it's two-tone. So not only can you theoretically win a seat in Parliament by just campaigning in one area, you can also win seats in Parliament by getting a party vote. And you need a minimum of 5% of the party vote in order to get in. And that is basically how it works. You get two ticks, one for your electorate candidate and one uh, for the party vote. And at the moment, we're trying to, uh, at least uh, based upon the advice of uh, John Ansell, who's, who's probably underrated, he, he might be, in my opinion, the, the greatest uh, advertising mind uh, of the 21st century in New Zealand. And it's a it's a very it's a very big uh, disappointment and uh, sadness for me that he hasn't uh, come out and supported this party. Uh, but I did get him on the show anyway to give his honest evaluation and criticism of the party. We should not be going for five percent. We should be going for fifty one percent of the party vote so that we can govern alone, take out all of these mainstream parties who are all for. Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and amalgamating New Zealand into a global dynasty. This is something uh, that must be opposed, and we must win. We must have victory this election, because there is no second chance. They've taken our guns, they've taken our free speech, and soon they're going to be introducing bills to regulate the internet. They can lock us down at will and prevent us from being able to campaign, Jaffe. So this is perhaps the most important election in New Zealand history, and in fact it may be the most important election in world history. Let me explain what I mean by that, because this is the first time that a party that is openly against world government, openly against the United Nations, openly against the corruption and lack of transparency, openly against tyranny. If we win here, this could be the first domino to fall. And the rest of the world is watching us at the moment. And I believe that if we win, they will be inspired to rise up in their own respective ways with their own people, their own leaders, and I believe New Zealand will be behind them 100% of the way. We can take this world back, and we must. Well said, yeah. And, um, you know, it's... Sorry for being a bit serious there, but yes... Oh, hang I'm on. I've got to hand it to you. I've got uh, you know, my hats off to you. You're doing you're doing the uh, the great work, and uh, you know we're the, the things that we're going through in the United States. 
It's uh, the Chinese Cultural Revolution, you know, translated into American. And uh, I think it's going to fall flat on its face, but it's pretty scary, you know. And uh, because it has a lot of support. It has support from, you know, invisible players like George Soros and the United Nations and, you know, um, and China, the Chinese government uh, is supporting chaos. Um, so, you know, for you to stand up against that and uh, take a stand and, and have a party uh, that, that uh, you know, gives people hope, my hat's off to you. That's, I wanted to say that. I'm I'm grateful for that. One of the reasons we um, refer to what we have here at WPRPN as the People's Pirate Network. Uh, Vinny, you may be aware that there has been a, a pirate political movement across the world that has emerged. And um, we're doing our thing here most definitely, although there is no formal affiliation that we hold with any of these established players. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't heard too many good things about what has arisen, uh, mostly because of what is said to be too much in the way of political correctness, basically. So uh, my personal thinking when it comes to that is, uh, well, you know, I look at things in a pretty libertarian way uh, and, and vantage point. So if any policies impede upon, infringe upon, uh, or prey upon our basic human, you know, personal liberties, that, that becomes a, a problem, especially with, with, with things like free speech, of course, and, and whatnot. But what, what are the issues that are at stake as you see them, what, what are people talking about in New Zealand? Uh, uh, Agenda 21 was one of the things you mentioned. Uh, China's role in the region, of course, they've been hugely active in the, the South Asian Pacific area of the world, building artificial islands and uh, spreading out in a big way to the point where it's even become worrisome, I guess, to... Uh, the Pentagon, apparently. Uh, they've bought up half of Tasmania, from what I just recently heard the other day. They own a, a huge stake uh, of uh, Cheju-do here in South Korea. That's the island, if you look at the map, at the southernmost tip of the peninsula, southwest part of the map is where you'll want to be looking. But, uh, yeah, what what are the issues then? Uh, as far as as far as what people are talking about, and you talked about a coalition of sorts, two, the two parties coming together. That's great. People, you know, you have to be able to work together for crying out loud. People have to be able to compromise a little bit, work together, and, and you know, in the spirit of knowing that if in doing so that they can accomplish ultimately victory. Well, I I share the sentiment. Uh, however, the reality is, is uh, far less fortunate uh, than one would hope. And uh, politics, uh, if I may be so bold, 
is the domain of the narcissistic and the mentally ill predominantly. There are occasionally men and women who are neither, who are more than willing to sacrifice their own time and money to try and say the truth and do what is right. And correspondingly, they receive very little or no media coverage, or if they do receive media coverage, it is negative of them. And there has been talk of coalitions and uh, things of that nature. And I believe, uh, to a large degree, when I was asked by a uh, stuff reporter, uh, that's a, a publication here in New Zealand that recently sold for $1 because it was doing so poorly. And that was directly after they disabled the comment sections because all the uh, commenters completely disagreed with uh, their assessments. Uh, he asked me, is it possible to form a coalition and uh, get all these other smaller minor parties on board? Or is it more likely that the advanced New Zealand public party will uh, just basically take all of their votes and uh, leave them flapping in the breeze uh, to put to uh, a, a piracy spin on it? And I said, I would prefer the former to be the case, a coalition, an alliance against evil. But... Realistically speaking, it is most likely going to be the latter. These other parties, if uh, I may be so bold, in the last election, all of them, and I think this is about maybe 10 minor parties uh, collectively, got less than 1% of the vote between them. And uh, they've come out saying that uh, the advanced New Zealand Public Party is trying to steal their votes. I was uh, uh, comically laughing at this. It's uh, like a homeless person complaining about people trying to steal their money when you, you don't have any money, bro. So, again, I am uh, very uh, saddened uh, by their response. There's been a lot of infighting, uh, a lot of uh, aggression, a lot of accusations with no evidence uh, uh, leveled at uh, Billy and uh, the party itself. Jamie Lee Ross, after exposing the uh, recording with, uh, I believe, the former National Party uh, lead member, Simon Bridges, talking about taking a $100,000 donation from a Chinese investor in order to replace one of their members of parliament with one of his own people. That leaked, that came out, I listened to that recording, and this was a number of years ago, and Jamie Lee Ross has since come out and said that this is not just happening to the National Party, which is the second largest party, this is also happening in the Labour Party, the largest party at the moment, uh, and the one currently in power. And the justice system essentially coming out against him and attempting to attack him uh, may seem quizzical to some, but not to me. To me, I have seen and I have heard and I have interviewed 
people who have been through similar instances within this country exposing corruption, be they from the Ombudsman's office or the Serious Fraud office or the Auditor General or the Solicitor General. And the only thing that I have seen prevail in those attempts is evil. Each and every time corruption is uncovered, it is covered back up in short order. And so there may be a possibility that the Chinese infiltration of New Zealand is so strong at the moment that this election may not be allowed to go ahead, that Jamie Lee Ross may be sent to jail. Now, it's interesting because he exposed bribes uh, being given to the National Party and now he's being charged with taking bribes from the Chinese. You see the irony there. And this is New Zealand, ladies and gentlemen. If, if you're unfamiliar, uh, look at the Cayman Islands, former British banking colony, currently run by organized crime with huge quantities of money laundering coming through its banking system. What do you think New Zealand is? We are the South Pacific equivalent of the Cayman Islands uh, in, in figment. And we have more corruption here than most people would ever believe. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So Canada, very similar state of affairs as far as what I uh, can gather. On the surface of things, it, you know, uh, on the international stage, the reputation Canada has is that of a uh, quite more squeaky clean, I guess, uh, image in, in a lot of people's eyes. But the fact of the matter is that over the years, there's been countless underhanded and uh, just nefarious projects that have occurred all the way mm. back, including the MK Ultra. Uh, let's not forget that was that's a that's a classic, of course. But um, you know, there's this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the thing that's what that's what journalism is is, is supposed to be all about, and uh, that I think both of us do agree. You've talked about this quite extensively. How the mainstream media really they've they've fallen down on the job. They're not really serving the interests, the best interests of the people as a whole and not bothering to report on a lot of stories that they, um, that they, that they could really given the chance that it's, it's sitting right there in front of them. Uh, the Epstein, that whole uh, saga is a classic example of how, I mean, we were, in the underground here, the digital underground, um, we were on to that for several years before, and, and constantly, constantly bringing it up, talking about it, making it, making it known that, you know, this is this is a big story. There's a few other big stories that the mainstream media is currently not carving that I could share with you as well too, uh, including what is referred to as the. The FBI has called their Operation Lurking Giants. Hardly, hardly anyone at all uh, covering that. And once again, that, that heavily implicates Chinese corruption. 
Saudi corruption and uh, various other Middle Eastern countries were named in the the one report that uh, I think it was Newsweek put together. But it's it's something where I guess you know I as a member of the fifth estate, I, I proudly wear that as a badge of honor. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term or not, the fifth estate, but, um, you know, I believe it was the fourth estate. No, no, no. The, there's, there's the, maybe, uh, maybe pirate Larry or, or Reverend Jim can help out on this one, but you have the legislature, the, uh, executive and the judiciary branches of government. The fourth is, I guess, from what I recall, it, that is the mainstream media. Now, we bloggers and uh, what they call here in South Korea, they refer to as Netsians, you know, basically just citizen journalists. We uh, largely constitute what is referred to as the, the fifth, the fifth estate. So, uh, it's uh, it's a powerful thing, and I do believe that, as you pointed out or you raised the issue earlier, the powers that be wanting to shut us down, not so that we're not able to have a conversation, that we're not able, the world is not able to hear um, voices which run contrary to the mainstream narrative. Uh, Justin Trudeau, I don't know if I, I don't think I brought this up with you last time we spoke, but it was the heritage minister, as I recall, he floated this trial balloon proposal whereby all journalists in Canada would require a uh, state-issued license to to operate and to, to report on many uh, happenings. <laughs> Throughout throughout Canada, across the various you know provinces, uh, at whatever level you know community level, provincial, or or national, so utterly ridiculous, of course, to you know the state's intrusiveness, overreach, and and so forth. But that's what they're that's what they're uh, I think pushing for. That they would love to see that. I don't know if they're going to have much popular support well, behind that. Well, if I may, yeah. uh, this, is, uh, this is Agenda 21 uh, or uh, Behind the Green Mask uh, by Rosa Corey that the uh, YouTube listeners can see uh, on the screen now. And uh, what she's elaborated upon within this book is that uh, in my summation, uh, Agenda 21 is the complete and utter takeover and centralization of every animal, vegetable, mineral and information source. The information source part is kind of key there. And uh, the conglomeration that we've seen of mainstream media over time going from 500 media corporations in the United States to five uh, and now four and uh, Lucasfilm and everything being uh, brought under the Disney umbrella. So we are being controlled not by force, but by thought. The thoughts that are being put in front of us are not our own, and they are subtly and gently crafted in order to create a subservient population that is sufficiently distracted and sufficiently indifferent so that they don't get in the way of important people and their plans for you and your children. Now, to back up a little bit, 
on the New Zealand situation, uh, I saw uh, Texas Nortons and, and a number of other people uh, hearing me describe New Zealand and, and saying that now I feel depressed. And depression is the last stage of the grief process before you reach acceptance. Most people will never reach acceptance. Please understand that. But if you are feeling depressed, that is not necessarily a bad thing, okay? The sun will rise again, no matter how dark the clouds or the night is. Now, the part of the reason why uh, New Zealand has been so corrupt while the world believes, and in fact most New Zealanders believe it's the quote-unquote least corrupt country in the world, is primarily because of an organization known as Transparency International. And uh, famed activist uh, Penny Bright, and I run the Honoring Penny Bright Facebook page, she has uh, uncovered the fact that most of the corrupt entities uh, within New Zealand are in fact, the signatories behind Transparency International's investigation to corruption going on in New Zealand. Uh, furthermore, on top of that, the Transparency International questionnaire to bring about the Corruption Perception Index, remember this is not the Corruption Index, it's the Corruption, quote-unquote, Perception Index, the forms that they send out to New Zealand and the rest of the world of voluntary. So technically they can say, hey, New Zealand, have you guys got any corruption there? And New Zealand can say, why no, we don't, and send the form back blank. Now, I don't want to lie to people. I don't want to mince words because it's, I'm afraid it's too late for that. The gently, gently approach has done its dash, and it has not worked, and people now need the truth, the whole truth. No matter how uncomfortable, no matter how frightening, you must deal with reality. And I was speaking with, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, earlier part of the broadcast, uh, a person the other night, and I talked to him about this concept that I've come up with called hacking the reality stream. So there are two rivers that are running through around this world. One is the reality stream and the other is the BS stream. Now at some point in the uh, mid 21st in the mid 20th century, the reality stream was hacked and changed courses and diverted. And now we are living in the BS stream. So, according to a former CIA director, once our disinformation campaign is complete, everything the American public believe will be uh, the opposite of the truth. And that's what I call hacking the reality stream. So I'm afraid the days for mincing words, for telling comfortable lies, is over. We must... Hear the truth now, no matter how much we fear it, no matter how much it hurts to hear it. We must suffer the truth if we are to acknowledge it, if we are to spread it. Now, furthermore, 
to give a little bit of background on the Chinese infiltration uh, problem. This was highlighted in a book uh, called Totalitaria by, uh, in, in my opinion, one of the countries, uh, if not the uh, nation of New Zealand's premier investigative uh, journalists and writers, Ian Wishart, who I've had on my show a number of times. Tried to get him back on uh, a number more times, but he's just so busy and he has like 10 children or something like that. So he's a great family man and it's amazing that he keeps coming out with books every year. Uh, in his book, Totalitaria, which I did, uh, I think, five chapters of uh, audiobooks for the first five chapters. You can find them on my channel. Just search Totalitaria, Vinnie Eastwood. And in the chapter, The Secret War for Control, it covers an investigation, or at least part of the chapter covers an investigation by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I believe this was in the, it might have been late 90s or early 2000s, but I've, the timing's inconsequential because what they found was quite interesting. How it works is the triads, the Chinese mafia, and the CIA of the uh, uh, Chinese Communist Party, commonly known as the uh, the PLA, the People's Liberation Army Intelligence, joined forces. Now, the triads had a lot of money, drug money, that they needed to launder. And the Chinese People's Army Intelligence had a lot of countries that they wanted to infiltrate and take over from within. They wanted to penetrate the governments, they wanted to own the land, they wanted to control the businesses and the economy, therefore. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police investigation was shut down at the highest levels, which means that at the time that they conducted this investigation, the Prime Minister's Office of Canada had already been penetrated. This is what they found, that 80% of downtown Vancouver was owned by the Chinese, that 100% of Canada's major ports had a Chinese triad presence. How did this get accomplished? Well, the drug money is used for bribes, mainly of uh, diplomats and uh, other uh, diplomatic personnel to give passports and citizenship to Chinese agents. Now, these are just ordinary Chinese people who are being sent to uh, New Zealand, being sent to Canada, being sent to, uh, you know, wherever in the world. And what they were instructed to do is, with the huge amount of drug money that has been laundered, they are to purchase a home for themselves. They are to purchase a local business and to not change the name of the business. They will sit there, they will raise their family... They will make their children study really, really hard in school so that they can get good grades and top marks. Then they will encourage them to enter into university where they will be again pressured to study very, very hard and get the top marks. Once they graduate, they will be encouraged again to get government jobs. So this is how it works over a long period of time. Now you know why the uh, there was a report that came out that said over 50% of home sales in Auckland were by people with Chinese-sounding names. Uh, 
And then the Labour Party came out and said, no, 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 those people aren't Chinese citizens. They're actually New Zealand citizens. Exactly, because they had New Zealand passports. So a foreign agent came over here with the New Zealand passport issued to them by the Hong Kong uh, um, embassy. And so then when they purchase your land, it's being recorded as being purchased by a New Zealand citizen. Okay? And because they're buying up all your businesses as well, they're taking over your economy. And so they'll then raise all the rents because the house prices have gone up because these homes are being built, uh, being bought in cash. So now New Zealanders can't buy homes in their own nation because of the Chinese infiltration. Now New Zealanders can't pay the rent for their businesses as well or can't make a decent cup of coffee because they have to pay the rent because the rent is so high because of the uh, amount of money that's being funneled in for the purchase of New Zealand businesses and New Zealand homes by the communist Chinese infiltrators. Now, this is mirrored in uh, pretty much every Western nation. No Western nation so far has said no to communist infiltration. And the New Zealand Public Party and uh, Advance New Zealand, particularly Jamie Lee Ross, are the first, perhaps in the world, political party to expose this issue and give it the serious attention that it deserves. But at the moment, as mentioned previous, the government agencies have been penetrated. The Prime Minister's office has been penetrated. This is not going to be a simple lock, stock and barrel removal of corruption. The corruption is the country at present. And we have a lot of work to do. And people need to get up and speak the truth as loud, as proud and as respectfully and as cogently and as calmly as they can to set a good example for how this issue and many others like it can be tackled with credibility. Well said, uh, Vinny, as is most typically the case. So in case people out there are wondering, this is episode number 193 of Pirate Radio Podcast. We are speaking with live streaming mega sensation New Zealand's one and only Vinnie Eastwood. You know, we got a lot of people out there listening as well, too, right now that uh, I'd like to give a bit of a shout out to this particular moment, including Dana Shiver, anti-Semitic Kiwi, Zen in the car, on the fence with Musa. Uh, that's, a, that's a mutual friend of ours, I do believe. Vinny on the fence with Musa. Joey Boomer. Uh, who else do we have here? This is just on YouTube where people are uh, joining into the fray. So making... Uh, actually, one of the comments, so many great comments here, but one of the particular comments that anti-Semitic Kiwi left here uh, via YouTube is how there was a New Zealand politician, for example, who uh, told New Zealanders what China would bring if 
let into the country. And, of course, he was called a racist. <laughs> Which is interesting because, uh, you know, as far as I can tell, it's not so much a race issue as a... Well, I mean, this is the Chinese Communist Party. This is an ideological... These are, these are dangerous totalitarians, really. Uh, they are the most dangerous at this point. Um, well, I'm so sorry to interrupt, yeah. but uh, these things need to be given context. China didn't just build itself up from nothing. It was Western money from globalists that went into China to set up all its technology, right. to set up all its manufacturing base. It is now uh, touted as going to be the new center for the United Nations. They have Chinese troops and blue helmets and things of that nature. So when you hear Chinese communists Party, imagine for a moment that it is synonymous with the New World Order, the United Nations, and a technocratic global control grid that has nothing to do with race or individuals, and it has everything to do with money, infiltration, corruption, scumbaggery. Radical Islam, of course, is another major hot-button issue, and uh, something that requires a great deal of um, attention. Uh, unfortunately, it, it seems that there's just too much taking place right now as far as the liberal open-door immigration policies are concerned. Um, I, so I'm sorry to interrupt, Jeffy. Uh -huh. Are we doing two, two hours today or just the one? Uh, 90 minutes is typically what we do, actually. Okay, cool. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so basically, yeah, the, the Trudeau government, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of this. I just came to my attention the other day how when, when uh, well, Trudeau, uh, unfortunately, I wish I could be more respectful towards the guy, but I just I can't bring myself around to doing that. Um, I had to delete a couple of uh, live streams that I did because I was actually gagging physically um, at the site of New Zealand's current Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. I, I, I have a physical uh, uh, reaction yeah. uh, when I see when I see the billboards. It's oh, extraordinary. Yeah. I, I can't stop myself That's from right. um, ha having this. It makes me feel physically ill. Some, there's something to that because I'm I'm on the same uh, same camp as you when it comes to these you know. Most uh, prominent high-level politicians, uh, Bill Clinton is one of the worst. Old old men, you know, the, the Bushes and, and people, individuals like that, where it's, it's, it is really difficult to, uh, for, for me to, to, to watch and, and to listen to, because we, we all know, of course, just what uh, supreme, uh, you know, bullshit artists they are basically liars and um, wholly, wholly compromised, uh, you know. So anyways, uh, carrying right along here, there's there's so many issues to, to that we could get into, of course. And I think we should turn the focus right now back to the two gentlemen we have here waiting in the wings. Uh, now, we did hear a little bit from Pirate Larry earlier. Let's go to Reverend Jim, first of all here. And then, and then see what Pirate Larry has to say in response. But, Jim, you've been up there in the crow's nest, um, keeping a, a watch over things, of course, as we live stream here this week, show number 
193 of Pirate Radio Podcasts with our good friend and fellow pirate matey, Vinny Eastwood, out of New Zealand. What's what do, you, what do you see from your vantage point there, Jim? What's on your mind? And what's, oh. what, what, what's on our listeners' minds, too, as well? I'm hopefully you're following the comments. I'm having difficulty here, as always, because there's just so much happening that uh, I've got to keep watching on just so many different uh, screens and activities here. Go ahead, Jim. Well, we got a conversation of uh, comparative uh, political systems with Europe. Because I've got uh, some Finns in the house and some Germans in the house, and uh, but uh, I was also looking over at anti-Semitic Kiwi's comments, and he was talking about how some of the judges down in New Zealand only know how to uh, say "I reserve my commentary," so that they they won't make a judgment on things. And they're all related. Which, and they're all related. Uh, say he's claiming not 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 all, but the the vast majority. Are, and uh, if anybody wants to look at uh, further information on the uh, wholesale uh, judicial corruption in New Zealand, uh, they'd be best be uh, looking for Vince Seamer S I E M E R on my channel. He's currently on, on business uh, in the United States at the moment, so I've been unable to uh, secure him uh, for a broadcast, but it is coming. And uh, he and uh, activist who's no longer with us, Penny Bright, uh, were instrumental in uh, exposing how corrupt New Zealand is. For example, in New Zealand, you don't have to have any records of any of the proceedings in court if a judge wills it so. You can uh, turn off the media coverage. You can say that you're not allowed to report that or you're going to jail. That's how the corruption is kept concealed in this country. What percentage of the judiciary are actually Freemasons? I haven't got a figure for that because it's a secret society. Yeah. Uh, how well. However, a few, about a month before the Christchurch Mosque massacre, a new Freemasonic temple was opened up in Christchurch, uh, which they allowed the, uh, the public to attend. And the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, uh, was given a Freemasonic scholarship to get her degree at Waikato University. And the prime, former Prime Minister, John Key, was a high-level Freemason as well, who made an all-seeing eye Freemasonic hand sign when he gave his first uh, uh, picture in the uh, Prime Minister's office to the camera. And both of these people have been pictured by Freemasons New Zealand uh, at prize givings there. So the, it's it's fairly incestuous. Indeed, uh, John. And, oh, uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, and mm -hmm. just to add to that, uh, the act, former ACT Party leader was the, uh, the first successful private prosecution uh, by a man named Graham McCready. Now, when um, basically what he did was... Kim.com wanted to give him $50,000 for his uh, mayoral campaign. And you have to declare any uh, donations above $25,000. So what uh, John Banks did, he's a former uh, police commissioner, a Freemason, and a former head of the ACT Party, which uh, backed up the National Party, which again was headed by John Key, a Freemason. He walked, in, he walked into court... And he had all these massive charges of corruption. He admitted even to the police that what he had done, that's, that's evidence against him. And we were expecting this to be uh, very interesting indeed. He walks into the court wearing a Freemasonic pin 
on his chest. The judge said, well, Mr. Banks, you've admitted your, uh, your guilt. Here is the uh, evidence, and you've done this, and you've done that, and you've done this. But because of the man you are, because of your honourable record of service for the police, because of your wonderful uh, uh, service to the community as the former mayor of Auckland, because of your service to the country as uh, the leader of the ACT Party, and in my head I was going, okay, the sentence is going down and down and down and down. So the biggest private prosecution for political corruption in New Zealand history was closed off with a whimper. He got curfew on the weekends only, and he didn't even honour it and wasn't even pulled up on it. That is the New Zealand judiciary. That is the Freemasonic order in New Zealand. It's pretty disgraceful, of course. Um, and something more should be done about it on on that front. And I know in England, the UK, a number of years ago, there was a, an effort to have anyone who was a member of the the judiciary to prior to um, you know to donning the robes or taking taking on the the position to declare whether or not they were a member of any fraternal order or secret society such as the masons and of course there are many other groups as well too that uh, people can freely belong to but uh, I see nothing wrong with declaring your membership in these organizations, agencies, or societies. Um, it's mm. another matter to, you know, to get as far as the nuts and bolts are concerned. That's, those are, you know. You... And that brings up an important point, Jaffe, as well. Not everybody who is a Freemason is a corrupt SOB. Right. Not every Freemason has any idea what Freemasonry is about. I recall my friend uh, Red, who uh, was a member of the Blue Lodge, that's about, about the third degree of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry. Uh, he said, yep, we only have to accept one thing, that there is a higher power. Now, if he had persisted in the Lodge, and he hadn't been for many, many years, if he'd uh, been special and been tamped on the shoulder and gotten up to the 28th degree then he would have been asked to have a different initiation where instead of honouring the people of New Zealand, first and foremost above all, to instead honour the Brotherhood, first and foremost of all. So as I say, there are many uh, different types of Freemasonry and Freemasons. Not all are corrupt not even, not all have any idea uh, what goes on at the highest levels. And a lot of people uh, forget that and they tar everything uh, with the same brush. And it's uh, the equivalent to going to work at the fryer at KFC and expecting to meet Colonel Sanders, who gives you the secret recipe on the first day. Great analogy. You know, what I've heard actually is that it's... Uh, Ultimately, at its core, Freemasonry is a form of crypto-Judaism. A lot of people yes. don't know that. They haven't heard about that, and, and it's a well-guarded secret, although uh, if people do their research, they might come across that 
uh, I believe, sit, uh, kind of information. I believe David Livingston, who I had on my show, and this was this was back when I was doing, you know, my silly broadcasts, and I think I offended him, um, and quite rightly so. <laughs> um, and I uh, haven't been able to get him back on the show since, but he uh, illustrated uh, within his works that the basis of uh, Judaism and the basis of Freemasonry was the Kabbalah. Right. Sounds 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 uh, uh, sounds about appropriate, essentially. Or, you know, I don't, I'm not an expert in the area. I know that you had some a guest recently. I've downloaded the interview with that the young fellow that you had on board there. It was just a couple of weeks ago, about maybe about a month. You probably hopefully remember who I'm talking about. He was James Wright. There you go, and uh, so the Kabbalah always, almost certainly, you know, you'll find it figuring into the equation, and uh, it's something that it's a way that uh, think about it, though. Talk about being hoodwinked having the wool pulled over your eyes that have so many of these, these Gentile goys who all they're required to do for entrance into the, the uh, organization is to profess a belief in a supreme uh, uh, power of some kind. Like basically it ends up being, I think is what's known as the, the, the grand architect of the universe uh, ultimately, the the word is, is Jabolon. <laughs> they don't know this, of course, but I mean, guys like us who'd have nothing better to do than spend too much time, you know, digging around, the, you know, researching all the uh, the darkest um, corners of the internet. Yeah, Jabolon. Uh, that's what they'll come across. Is really strange looking uh, creature with it's a combination of I. Th- think it's like a frog and a spider don't know what the third one is basically but jaws and jaw rastafari or jehovah bull is as in bale and jabalon i'm not sure what the third one is so there you go there's uh you know once again need for the experts to uh be part of the conversation here not just yeah, the precisely hacks. And yeah. you don't necessarily, um, as I mentioned, the uh, the Pareto distribution uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, you can have a, uh, a an idea of what it's about and, and just in general, uh, but let's not pretend that we know everything that we're talking about. These are just the uh, general factoids and things of that nature that we can elucidate on, and if people wish to uh, read further or know more, uh, they can do their own research and this is just a, a, a very very uh, surface level summary uh, just based on the topic matter indeed and another reason why I would like to promote more of the um, the feature that we have here really that is available at, to some extent at least it's not perfect it'd be you know we'd, a telephone call-in show would be um, ideal really but we do have the skype and we do have our our contact information in the show description area so we've also got the comment section uh going here like gangbusters really so we got you know a really great crew a bunch of people here zane ivy angel espino jeffrey wenger uh who do we have here has dropped in as a, as a newbie uh, if I get your name right here, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Or Aurelia Miranda. What a 
great name that is. Wow. Aurelia Miranda. It's good. It has to be some like Spanish or something like that, I guess. Anyways, that's just over on Facebook. They're not leaving too many comments over there, but on YouTube, most definitely. And uh, including the likes of the people that we mentioned earlier, of course. I'm not sure if there's any need to, you know, go over that once again. But, wow, yeah, things are definitely on fire over there. Uh, William F. Cuckley dropping in here near the tail end of things. And I think we're probably going to, you know, maybe carry on here for the next 15, 20 minutes tops. Basically in the home stretch here, winding things down. Um, let's get Pirate Larry back into the... the, the the conversation here he's always um got a lot of great insight of course he's um you know he's been around the block a time or two in fact i don't know if he wants to get into his family's personal history or not but uh you had mentioned something that kind of piqued my interest a little earlier larry do you want to uh talk a little i'm not sure what's on your mind really as far as what how do you like to uh, you know, segue into the, the, the conversation here, but your dad had a pretty peculiar job, didn't he? Very fascinating uh, career and uh, story to share. I'm not sure if, if, if you're game or not, but you're, uh, the, the, the floor is yours. Yeah, my dad did the uh, <clears throat> staff work for the uh, Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. This is the same treaty that Obama got uh, Iran to sign. Um, so, um, at this state, uh, you know, President Trump is negotiating for a new missile treaty. And, uh, you know, hopefully um, we'll get to the point where. Uh, you know, they'll ban nuclear weapons altogether. But, um, you know, the, the spent nuclear uh, rods and stuff that they use in armor-piercing bullets, uh, I don't know. They, they kill our guys just as much as they kill the enemy. Hey, let me, let me it, just ask you something in addition to this whole business of uh, who your father was and what his uh what sort of line of work he uh he was occupied with over the years but do you remember do you remember telling me that story and i don't know if you want to get into it here or not but uh, this is this is a bit of a curveball it kind of ties into what we were discussing here as far as secret societies are concerned freemasons and and what not maybe the the uh, all seeing eye or cap of the pyramid um yeah, just any <laughs> the illuminati actually is what i'm what i'm driving at here and uh if you care to share any thoughts on the record regarding the their a lot of people say that the illuminati doesn't even exist these days yeah. but uh do you do you see what i'm getting at there as far as uh your yeah angle or relationship to, yeah. you know in the war of ideas uh, um, killing two thirds of the population on the planet is a really bad idea but there's some people that are up to that type of conspiracy and um, I'm just happy that I don't see chemtrails over, you know in the sky anymore 
Um, the really? Skies are blue. Yeah. How about that? Wonder what? Why? Yeah. Why would that be the case? Well, it, the president uh, stopped funding the UN. No kidding. So you're saying that the UN was has been behind the chemtrail program all this time? Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing it. And he just he yeah. pulled out of the Who just recently as well too. So that was pretty dramatic, and I think a great move on his part. I'd like to look into it a little more, but it makes a lot of sense to me, especially when you stop to consider how how dominated that organization is apparently by the communist Chinese. Which I mean, people refer to them as communist, although really, when it comes right down to it, you could just as easily call them fascists. You know, I think that'd be a better way of putting things, frankly. But it's a total authoritarianism from, and it's like another Han dynasty, and they're completely racist, and you know, enslaving the Uyghurs and trying to uh, destroy their heritage, um, enslaving the Tibetans and trying to destroy their heritage. You know, destroying their temples and their um, statues. <laughs> Hey, uh, that sounds familiar. Where are we getting statues destroyed? Uh, not just China. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. So and I think, I'm not sure if it was with you the other day or, or, or someone else, Larry, but we brought up the topic of uh, the statue of Chairman Mao in, I, I, is it Richmond? Uh, BC, just outside of Vancouver. And if there ever there was a statue that, you know, people might want to think about, taking down it would that's that would be top of my list so get that the hell out of canada and take your chairman mao and uh take him back to china with you and do whatever you like so uh, i see a lot of activity and thank you for those comments larry do you see anything else taking place out there we are entering the home stretch here so um what, what any of the, the comments I, that I have really captured ask... your attention go ahead uh <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to ask our guest if he knew Susie 3D. No, I'm sorry. All right. She was uh, Occupy New Zealand and had to... You mean play... Susie Dawson? Yeah, Susie Dawson. Yeah, yeah. She, um, uh, activist Penny Bright, uh, I'm the uh, moderator of the Honoring Penny Bright page, uh, really, really didn't like Susie. Um, and we had to do a little bit of a uh, investigation into them uh, during the last election, and we did a series exposing pretty much every party, and uh, Susie was the only party that actually replied, um, and her party got the lowest voter turnout out of every party in uh, the last election. So, you know, it's just... Um, yeah, it's it's a com it's a complex issue, and I don't really know that much about her, and I haven't uh, seen uh, really much of the work that she's been doing. She was a targeted individual, and um, there's a video that she did on the internet called "Person of Interest," and that's all the things that you know, the FBI, and uh, you know, our FBI was doing to. Uh, you know, to um, harass her, target her. COINTELPRO. Yeah. That kind of deal. You know, person of interest, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, it, it kind of, there was a comment that Vinny had made earlier about living a, a life of danger, you know, living on the edge sort of deal, and maybe 
sticking your head out a little bit or taking a stand once in a while for crying out loud and saying enough is enough you know if we look we either exercise and and use and employ our rights and freedoms or we lose them that's my kind of way of looking at things but also person of interest i mean who you know always in these police reports and investigations so and so was they were considered a person of interest we have a person of interest we're, we're presently uh uh, keeping close tabs on. Well, who the hell wouldn't want to be considered a person of interest? What are what are the, what other options are we left with? Uh, on my headstone, you know, epitaph. That's I would love to be considered a person of interest because uh, I don't know if there's anyone out there listening who wants to go to their grave being considered just a, a boring slob, you know, of, of no particular. Um, having not really achieved too much over the course of their lifetime or left behind uh, any even just minor legacy of any sort. So, yeah, I think it's important for all of us to become people of interest. Let's put it that way. We should all work mm-hmm. on, on, on striving to achieve that goal. Vinny? Yeah. Let's, well, let's not forget that the, uh, the main uh, banker and uh, evidence provider for Susie being a targeted individual is Susie. And the other banker that she has uh, to back up her story is a guy named uh, who called himself a Red Star 309s. And uh, she's uh, friends with him. So there's no nothing objective uh, from third party sources or, or anything like that has been uh, confirmed as yet. You just have to take Susie's word for it. And uh, this is also uh, uh, backed up by Red Star 309s, who called uh, Penny Bright, one of the, uh, the country's top activists at the time, an SIS informant on a live stream. So uh, the, the trust there for, for me is, isn't there. Um, and, in fact, I recall my very first uh, encounter with Nines, as, he, as he's known. Uh, he said, you know, get down here to Occupy, set up, and uh, do live streams for us every day because this is it, Vinny, this is it. We, we're going to topple the whole machine here. And I recall thinking at the time, like, I've been in this for years, and, and I had been already at that point. Um, and I didn't see people in tents toppling the world's largest technocratic control grid. You know, I, I, I was thinking, of what are these New World Order people sitting there going, dear God, these people have tents. We, we didn't count on that. Whatever will we do? All we've got is unlimited nuclear weapons and unlimited slaves with guns. We couldn't possibly be able to do anything about people in tents, could we? And then, of course, uh, Penny Bright was the uh, lead litigant against the uh, local city council, who the police chief of Central Auckland Police said that, yes these protesters have a right to do their protest. And despite the fact that Penny Bright was in court on behalf of Occupy uh, Auckland, 
and doing all the legal paperwork. She uh, never had a day's legal training in her life, but she uh, she knows how to dot her I's and cross her T's and doing all of that. She was still uh, subject to attacks from Susie and uh, was very vitriolic uh, in her criticism of Susie itself. Now, what happened there to Occupy is despite the fact that Penny Bright managed to get a uh, signed document uh, from the chief of Auckland Police Central that the protesters had a right to be there, they had uh, free speech protected, and that the police wouldn't be moved, uh, uh, be told to move them on, the police chief then went on holiday for a weekend. That same weekend, the new mayor of uh, Auckland, who was from South Auckland, had the Manukau police come into central Auckland, this was outside their jurisdiction really, uh, to remove all the protesters. But the police didn't do any of the removing. They just sat there and protected the private security who were hired by the council to do the removing because it was illegal for New Zealand police to stop you from protesting, to stop you from having free speech. But apparently it wasn't illegal for the elected council to hire private security to do what it was illegal for police to do. And because nobody could be prosecuted, they just removed all the tents, removed all the protests, and it was over. So, the again, the, the corruption that happens here in New Zealand is uh, pretty significant. And when we go out and we try and uh, prove things, there's a lot of muddy water uh, with people's reputations and their past and things of that na nature. And uh, these points do need to be raised. Um, just as much as uh, anybody needs to raise them uh, to a large degree, when the subject comes up, it's important to uh, tell the truth about it, uh, no matter what kind of consequences you will get. And uh, when I uh, uh, spoke out against Susie, uh, as, as I'm doing now, what will probably happen, as happened then, is a huge amount of uh, vitriolic trolling and abuse uh, from her supporters uh, will be coming my way. And uh, that's just the price you have to pay for telling the truth. Penny Bright and the SIS. I'd like to have you just address that in brief as probably what's going to be our last uh, point here really to, to address. But before you do that i could address that in seconds well okay but, <laughs> but just hang on a second yeah. before you do that let me deliver i'll share some good news with you and the rest of our listeners Vinny. uh we plugged in through facebook over to the uh david ike group it's a private group i figured what the hell let's launch a share party um i think that's what it's called is it a share share or watch a watch, watch party watch party there we go so uh, we launched that and we uh, picked up 11 people all together coming to us via the David Icke group over on Facebook. We have a couple of other uh, watch parties launched here as well, too. So really, I just, you know, uh, almost to the point where there's too many people to keep track of. So although we do encourage you to keep your comments coming. As always, of course, and to remember to drop by WPRPN.com. Sign up is free uh, for people like uh, Vinny here and other guests and supporters of the show. We have um, all 
a few other goodies that we we are able to offer them, including complimentary in-house URL member site uh, subdomains, which uh, if you do not find yourself either a guest or someone who's helping build the network, essentially, then we ask that you take uh, a subscription out actually on a, a yearly basis. And that is quite interesting, actually, because for anyone who you manage to uh, bring to the network, you receive a, um, a commission. It's like around 30 some odd percent, actually. So um, uh, the rest goes, well, the, the other th one third goes directly to charity and the other third goes back to the uh, communal kitty hashtag wwrhd what would robin hood do let's have you address that uh, final point then uh vinny if you will regarding penny bright i've never heard of her it sounds like she may have passed away the the s oh, yeah, she did okay uh, there's a uh, playlist on my channel called uh, r.i.p penny bright mm -hmm. uh with over 100 videos she was the most prolific uh, guest on my show uh, she exposed vaccines, she exposed fluoride, she exposed local council corruption, she exposed uh, central government corruption, she was uh, uh, attended international anti-corruption conferences and uh, tried to inform them about the problems that were going on in New Zealand. She was absolutely all over the place and uh, like a lot of activists, like me, aren't necessarily the easiest people to get along with. Um, but I still have uh, great respect for all the work that she did, and uh, she was essentially my initiation into New Zealand corruption, and she opened my eyes and the eyes of uh, many others, and uh, she, we need her right now, but she's not with us anymore. And uh, Red Star 309s and uh, Susie uh, Dawson accused her of being a state intelligence services agent, despite the fact that it was leaked that uh, Penny Bright was on the top of, near the top of the list of state intelligence services people of interest. Right. So it sounds like it's almost uh, that this. Um this other individual, the name that, that Larry brought up, that she could have herself either, there's a good possibility she might have been working uh, in some COINTEL type capacity, collecting government pay, uh, to, just to put it, things in a nutshell. But, uh, you know, to, but, if I may, yeah, uh, I'm so sorry. No, no. Uh, we're having a co comment in the uh, chat room by uh, Rhonda Bethune here, who says we now we have you now, Vinny. Well done. Um, and with with respect, and I appreciate the compliment, but it's uh, it's not due uh, uh, for me. I will never have the capacities or the experience that Penny Bright had. She is the woman. With a ruler and pencil, she can bring down councils. She was in court all the time, uh, beating the lawyers at their own games. She was the person where the rubber met the road. She read the documents. She uh, uh, deciphered legislation. She did so much 
in terms of her basic skill base that I cannot begin to even hope to rival. And that's why she is sorely and uh, greatly missed. And that's why I put up the uh, Rip Penny Bright playlist, because all her knowledge is contained within it. And I would encourage people, if they want to really get a, a very credible backstory uh, on New Zealand, go back and watch that playlist, and uh, you will be completely amazed uh, by the proficiency this woman has at laying out the facts and details. Gotta ask, how did she pass away? She was killed in uh, hospice. They refused to give her her diabetic medication, and she slipped into a coma and died. How old was she? Uh, she was maybe 63, I think. I've, I've, I don't know exactly. Jeez. I can't recall. I'm not That's... terribly great with remembering exact dates and numbers. Uh, so, I mean... She was... Uh, well, mm -hmm. basically what happened was... I'll just give the, uh, the context to that. Sure. She uh, had cancer. She went down to um, her family and uh, she started feeling really sick and turned out that she had this uh, massive uh, wad of fluid in her belly and uh, some pretty severe cancer. She came back to Auckland and we had uh, her... Her partner at the time, Julian, who's like totally up on alternative health, right, totally up on it. And so we had uh, people around the country uh, bringing some uh, medications that perhaps the hospital wouldn't have allowed, but her condition was improving, but she was still a diabetic. And uh, her partner, Julian, uh, left, left her one night um, and expected the nurses to take care of her, you know, give her a diabetic medication. But in hospice care, their job is to help you die well. So they refused to give her her diabetic medication. She slipped into a coma and died. And Julian came in the uh, next morning and uh, she wasn't alive. Very tragic. That's how, get rid of, that's how you get rid of your activists, ladies oh. and gentlemen. And I, I recall uh, Evelyn Gilbert. There's also a, a Rest in Peace RIP Evelyn Gilbert playlist. She was the second most uh, prolific guest on my show. And she also died under similar circumstances in hospice after a uh, stoush with uh, cancer. And there is, of course, a lot of uh, speculation, people often talking about how cancer of various kinds are contracted by people. You refer to them as activists. Uh, Vinny, I've, I've come up with a new little catchphrase I've, I've coined. I don't know if anyone had thought of this before, but I prefer the term engaged citizens, you know, so really because the, this activist thing has such a, it, it taken on such a pejorative type I would, uh, mm -hmm. I would call them guardians that is what they did there are two choices when you find out what is going on in this world you can choose to be a guardian of your fellow man or you can choose to profit from your knowledge as a predator and these two ladies were the most 
significant guardians of New Zealand, and they both died within months of each other, and I hadn't felt grief uh, that strong before, and uh, their loss has been difficult to bear. How recent was this? This was years ago. Oh, so they passed away. They pa it's been a long time since they, they've left us. Two to three years, I think. Oh, I see. Wow. Well, uh, rest in peace upward and onward. Um, we all well, the, are. The, here. the point is mm -hmm. we need to honor their memory. Sure. And honor what they fought for. That's right. That's right. And I guess the best way we could do that is by going uh, to your channel and taking a look at the, the two playlists that you have there in place via uh, YouTube. This is what you've been uh, saying. So uh, you have a bit shoot as well, too. Let's not forget, we've got all your uh, links here down in the show description area. I'm not sure if you, if you added any of ours from you know, that you copied from the last time that we spoke or not. But yeah, the VinnieEastwoodShow.com. That's the main website people want to drop by. Of course, you can find them on Facebook, YouTube, BitChute, and Patreon, where you are doing amazing <laughs> via via Patreon. So it... Uh, I think this is all due to the uh, the New Zealand Public Party uh, supporters and audience, they have they have come on board and they have supported me massively, and uh, many of them had never heard of me until I was uh, uh, interviewing Billy TK, and uh, many of them feel like the Vinnie Eastwood show is their home now, like they, yeah. We actually had uh, mentioned this to you just behind the scenes via Skype. We're, you know, Billy TK is someone who I know he's a busy guy right now. There's only what 60 days until the election, something like that. 58. Okay, but I mean, if we could, if we could somehow work it into our schedule. Oh, sorry, sorry, 48 actually. Okay. It's even less. If we could somehow work it into our schedule, we'd love to uh, speak to him at some point, whether it's during the, our news uh, segment or the the, the feature, uh, the Friday. Uh, Friday night feature end of things, which here in Asia for you and I is that's Wednesdays and Saturdays, Tuesdays and Fridays back back in the West there for people in North America, essentially. But yeah, definitely sounds like somebody worth uh, speaking to and, and doing our part to better help get the message out as well too. what they stand for. Just just a brief rundown then the New Zealand uh, public party is is one one of the political um, organizations that's i think just recently been launched in the last year or two really and they formed a coalition with uh, this other group which if i'd been taking better notes I advanced would... new zealand okay so that's great yeah. that they can work together in 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 that manner that really uh you know strength in numbers that's quite empowering for sure well essentially what's very though, sad is that mm -hmm. uh, it was a last resort uh, advanced new zealand were the only party uh in new zealand um to actually want to work with uh billy everybody else wants to keep to themselves and keep losing uh well, and, and that's just 
I <laughs> keep selling out is really what it comes down to. They're selling out. No, 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 no. These these, these are uh, honourable and uh, decent individuals. I've met and interviewed many of the members of these parties, and. No. To give up, to right. give up what they have, to mm-hmm. give up their parties and give it to Billy, was a huge ask, and uh, I completely understand uh, why they didn't do it, because they've uh, been in this uh, fight for a long time, and it is their fight, and right. they have been standing up for New Zealanders, and uh, and they perceive perhaps uh, Billy as a Johnny come lately here to steal their thunder. But in my opinion, Billy TK and the New Zealand Public Party and Advanced New Zealand are not Johnny-come-latelys here to steal your thunder. We are the reinforcements here to help you turn the tide. When I um, talked this, you know, through that comment out regarding the business of selling out that was directed more toward the establishment parties who've been doing business with foreign entities for probably quite a few years now uh you know so that it's the same thing in canada really is is what i had seen even up until the point to where i exited on canada day um if you can believe that, back in 2002. So it's been a while for me here in South Korea. Um, but yeah, it was the, the establishment parties. Not, I'm not uh, talking about any alternative grassroots up-and-comers. Oh, That's, I didn't. I didn't think. You, I didn't yeah. think you were in, in retrospect. Um, but uh, what I said still needed to be said. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just trying to, and then from my end, just trying to clarify things. Uh, as, as well so turning of the tide absolutely and uh that would be something so iceland of course has done a lot of great work uh they really took their bankers to task holding them accountable in a big way so it would be good to see something more of this um you know manifesting across across the world of grassroots populist uh dare i say uprisings <laughs> you know power power to the people i guess is what it comes down to but we still haven't gotten clear on the on the the uh the platform we'll we'll end on this no just to be clear because i'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening that that would like to to know uh mostly from our end of things uh, presumably most of your listeners have have read over their their platform and got a clear sense of what they stand for. What what is it exactly? In uh, just a rough overview, can can you share with us? The Advanced New Zealand and uh, New Zealand Public Party Alliance uh, stands for freedom, sovereignty, independence, transparency, and accountability. They wish to reclaim New Zealand for all the people. They wish to uh, kick out any kind of infiltration, uh, any kind of foreign interference within our political system. They wish to end uh, the poisoning of our lands by various 
means, the poisoning of our waters by various means. They wish to end the corrupt banking system. They wish to end all of the forms of tyranny that have been imported into New Zealand under the Agenda 21 protocols, which Rosa Corey, uh, who we've done an a, uh, interview with on the channel, and I would encourage people to go and watch that Rosa Corey interview. If you do not, you don't you don't care about this country. Please, please go and watch that interview uh, with Rosa Corey, ladies and gentlemen. Become informed about the true threat that faces this country. Anything and everything that I have been bringing up on my channel for the last decade with regards to freedom, independence, sovereignty, transparency, accountability, the poisoning of the public, the deception of the media, the New Zealand Public Party and Advance New Zealand stand against it all. And they are the first, and they might be the last, to do this. And that is why we need to understand the precipice that we stand upon. There is no going back from this. We will not get a second chance. We have one shot, ladies and gentlemen, and one shot is all we need. That will be decided at the polls in less than two months, as you said, about 48 days now. So hopefully no electronic voting. Hopefully, New Zealand is uh, paper ballots, pencils, hand-counted ballots. Uh, nothing, nowhere near the total debacle that we have witnessed, you know, via the U.S. And in particular, not really setting the best example as far as uh, fairness and transparency is concerned. But, uh, Vinny, it's been a great ride once again this is i think about the third maybe fourth time that we've connected on this front so really appreciate it we got some guests that we'd like to send your way as well too uh potentially i i know a couple names here will champion and jim gottstein who we recently interviewed so um you know people out there listening if you haven't checked out the interviews that we did put together with them be sure to drop by our bit shoot channel we're not really big into promoting youtube although we would like to get 40 more subscribers if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet we can get those 40 subscribers we'll have a thousand uh backing us via youtube and that means that we're able to qualify for monetization finally well, and live streaming as well I don't, well, that's what we're, I don't know. That's what we're doing now. So is there something more that we're missing out on? Oh, maybe not, actually. I could be mistaken. Yeah. No, we're live streaming now through uh, YouTube, Facebook, and DLive using the Restream technology that uh, has been made available to us here. We very much appreciate. So, so much more to address. So many issues that are... Um, currently present and a part of our world which you know one of the things i was going to ask you about earlier Vinny, was your meditation you were talking about depression i think you were talking about depression i know i brought it up and how energy levels let's say the way that we're drawn into these these issues and we we take you know on a very personal level and there's a lot of um, energy that we invest 
and it's it's difficult sometimes to be able to effectively uh, recharge our batteries, to, to ground ourselves, and um, just uh, not not really uh, well maintain a relative degree of sanity as well too. Hopefully, perspective and everything else that goes along with that. Um, but yeah, I would. I don't know. I'm. I'm thinking you're. You're kind of a meditation sort of guy. You do a little bit of that, probably breathing <clears throat> exercises. Well, uh, if if I may, um, just explain here a little bit. Um, just just conduct an experiment with me uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are. If you can close your eyes, do so. Uh, when I'm uh, stressed or, or something like that, this is what I do. And re repeat after me, Jaffe. Close your eyes. Where am I? Where am I? I'm right here. I'm right here. What time is it? What time is it? It's right now. It's right now. Is there a threat coming to kill me in the next 60 seconds? Is there a threat coming to kill me in the next 60 seconds? Just have a look around. No. Open your eyes, take a deep breath. And you're back in reality. Okay. The reason why we get depressed is because the person looking at us in the mirror is not the person we want to be. The reason why we feel anxiety is because many people don't understand the fight, flight, and freeze response. You've heard of fight or flight, but you haven't heard of the freeze. When you're in a uh, dangerous uh, situation, you will have a choice to run away from that danger, to face it, or to play dead. And at the moment, when people are faced with the threat of a totalitarian government, can you just kill it by yourself? No, you can't. Can you escape it permanently? and escape its influence. No, you can't. So then people freeze. The threat is not upon you within the next 60 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Do not live your lives in anxiety. You are right here. It is right now. And there is no threat. Please always remember that when you're feeling down and alone and frightened. Ramdas, the um, prestigious, you know, very well known. Um, he was a he was a guru throughout the '60s in the psychedelic era. One of the catchphrases that he coined, as I understand it, was simply "Be here now," and that's something that I constantly. Am, um, you know, that's 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 Buddhism actually in many ways. People talk about meditation. Well, uh, for me, it's just always every breath I take is meditation. Be here now, and exactly what you've laid out there, Vinny, I uh, I, I fully uh, concur with, and uh, very much appreciate. We conducted a thought intention experiment uh, a couple months ago here during one of our shows, very spontaneous sort of uh, occurrence, and it proved to be successful, believe it or not. The woman who had found herself 
in the emergency room at the hospital suddenly just stood up and you know came came to her senses essentially uh, the the health issues that she was said to have been um having to having to deal with were completely um had had vanished and so you know she left and and went back home right at the very time that we had been asked by her husband to do you know pray or or uh, essentially um produce what what we did there with with the help of nori love and uh augie nost who guided us through that thought intention experiment so could just be a coincidence of course uh or there might be something to it this this business of uh, the collective mind not the hive mind hopefully uh, that's that's a little too kind of creepy <laughs> that's that's maybe one of the things that we're having to contend with here right now and then to deal with is the this faux singularity so ah uh, yes too little time, so many issues. Vinny Eastwood, thank you once again. Episode number one hundred and ninety-three of Pirate Radio Podcasts. It's it's been a great ride. Um, we're gonna let you go actually, and then maybe catch up with you in the back end of things. Uh, whether you do are doing an after show on Discord or not, as you I think quite often. Oh no do. no no! I've got I've got visitors, and in fact, I was supposed to be with them over an hour ago. Oh. Uh, I don't get to interact with many people face to face, and uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a sacrifice That's being great. here. But but well, like I say, uh, these sacrifices are necessary. Oh, and we're going to do what we can, of course, to get uh, more people to have a chance to listen to this week's show, and we we totally appreciate you. Um, dropping by and, and helping to make this happen and um you know we'd like to see you your spirits rise up and just as with everyone to be happy you know we all we all deserve to be happy and um um especially you know someone like you currently right now who's kind of on a, a bit of a, a, a just See, going through a lot, it seems, with the you know a lot of of uh, a weight on your shoulders and um, feeling a lot of responsibility and everything else, uh, pressure, I guess you know. Get I feel none. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm doing what I was born to do, what mm -hmm. I was made to do, what mm -hmm. I was bred to do. This is no more difficult than breathing mm -hmm. for me. Good. This is my skill set. This is my privilege. Not everybody can do this. And so he who has the ability has the responsibility. I don't want to be a talk radio show host. I don't want to be a YouTuber. I am doing it because it is what is necessary at the moment. Preferably, I'd like to be a lead singer in my band. I'd like to be making feature films with my friends. But my country and the world and my daughter's life is at stake. Yeah, there comes a time where people definitely have to take a stand. So hopefully more will uh, find you to be inspiring, of course, and, and the message that New Zealand's latest populist uh, political parties 
what they're putting out, that it's something we're supporting and uh, getting behind and that it's going to reflect positively at the polls coming up in just under 50 days now. So thank you once again, though, Vinny. We are um, going to let you go. Was there anything else that you would just like to uh, close on as far as you know, I mean, we've we plugged your websites, of course, and how people can contact you. It's all available down there in the show description area. Um, I'm sure we'll meet again here at some point. But any just uh, closing comments or final words? Or has everything pretty much already been spoken? Never. Uh, <laughs> see, there is a joke, I'm telling you. <laughs> The Vinnie Eastwood Show is listener-supported, so if you value the support being given to the ANZPP, uh, please consider making a donation or starting an automatic payment. And if you're watching this on my channel, the uh, the details uh, for that are below. The VinnieEastwoodShow.com is the website. That's Vinnie with a Y because it's the most important question. And Eastwood, like, go ahead make my news and go ahead ladies and gentlemen donate through paypal support us on patreon follow us on facebook subscribe to the channel like the video and above all else the most important and the most difficult thing to get people to do is to share these broadcasts out there ladies and gentlemen there is no advertising budget and the youtube algorithms uh, prevent the vast majority of people from even getting notifications about these shows and uh, it is the individual contributions of the listenership that is the very reason why my show was even able to get off the ground in the first place and at the moment we're just flying right now the, the support has been truly tremendous, and I, I hope to uh, get even more support as we get into the real thick of this election season. It is going to turn ugly, ladies and gentlemen. We are up against people who have both no rules and no scruples, no conscience, and we must steel ourselves against it and be hard and be able to take it because the country needs us to. Thank you, Jeffy. All right, my friend. Uh, all the best once again, as we like to say here, courtesy of the Robin Hood, happy sailing. Vinny is off to spend a little time with uh, some friends that he has talked about, of course, uh, visiting him. He claiming not to really have too much face-to-face -face time with actual people. Um, so much of his life spent in front of the computer screen, live streaming. Yeah, so that's really critical that he has that opportunity, of course. And uh, what a show. What a... Wow. Uh, this, you know, this, the jam-packed full of information, as always... So much to look into and research, of course. Some really exciting things taking place in New Zealand, of course, uh, on, a, on the political front. It'll be quite something to see whether or not the coalition of these two populist parties managed to actually um, make any headway. I, I, I haven't looked into things too closely. Um, 
but I I could very well predict that, yeah, we're going to be hearing more about this in the news. And you can bet, as Vinny was essentially alluding to, that the opposition, the establishment, the corrupt opposition, um, who have once again been selling out for God only knows how long, they're going to pull out every possible stop they can, every trick in the book, to see that the opposition flounders and uh, their votes are not counted or or what have you as you know it's <laughs> that there is this endless number of dirty tricks politics is uh it's a pretty cutthroat type business it seems there's no doubt about that uh so that's just the that's just the nature of the beast unfortunately uh, but yeah, hey, Pirate Larry and Reverend Jim, we're going to wrap things up here. Jim, we haven't heard from you in a while. I, I, why don't you, I, hopefully you've made your way maybe down from the crow's nest and uh, onto the, the deck of, of the ship here, the Robin Hood. So uh, any thoughts on the show, uh, Reverend Jim? Oh, it, uh, it was sure. a great show as always. I love listening to uh, Vinny. Um, I don't being in the United States, I'm not involved in the uh, New Zealand political scene, but what's going on here or there relates to all of us. And it doesn't matter if we're in Germany, Finland, the United States, New Zealand, South Korea, it doesn't matter where we're at, all this shit relates to all of us. And his political movement down there, the, the people's movement, um, the public movement. I love that. Um, we need that here. <sighs> Only trouble is, here in the States, things get corrupted by people like Soros so quickly. Um, I fear, I really do have fear for the future. I, I see civil war coming and uh, it ain't gonna be pretty. Um, I have solutions, but nobody wants to hear them because, oh, that's very anti-Semitic. You know, remove all dual citizen traitors from office. Why do we have people in our Congress that hold dual citizenships? Yeah. Uh, what master are they serving? Because yeah. they certainly aren't serving the United States. Well, that's a no-brainer. That's If they're Chinese or any other nation, it's the same thing. Get them out because that's total. You know, the, one of the, the issues we didn't bring up tonight was treason. And it's an interesting thing because when's the last time anyone has heard anything about treason, anyone being charged with treason or facing treason charges? And uh, there's a famous expression that goes back a few hundred years now, and I, I wish I actually knew who had uh, coined the term. His name is on the tip of my tongue. I think it was a knight out of England, actually. Uh, but but anyways, that might have was it Lord Acton something along those lines. The that treason never doth prosper. What's the reason? For if treason doth prosper, none dare call it treason. And we we've heard that expression. None dare call it. None dare call it conspiracy. It's the same deal. That uh, there were two famous books actually written. Back in the day, none dare call it treason, none dare call it conspiracy, uh, but uh, 
Conspiracy never doth prosper. What's the reason? For if it doth prosper, none dare call it conspiracy. And I think we see both happening right now on a major scale. This the looting, the pillaging, the pilfering uh, of public coffers. Just, you know, it's checks and balances was what America was supposed to have been founded on. Those principles of checks and balances. Uh, Corrupt district attorneys that are letting rioters and looters go. They want to prosecute a couple that were defending their house from, oh, supposedly peaceful protesters. No, breaking down a, a cast iron or wrought iron fence is not peaceful. Destroying private property is not peaceful. That's rioting, that's looting. But yet, there's a and they have a, we have a prosecuting attorney that wants to prosecute the couple defending their home in a state with castle laws uh, against a crowd of malicious, malicious fucking people. Oh, uh, there's another. Uh, I guess that's my one for the week. All right. Hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't lead to the video getting demonetized. But uh, just the way YouTube seems to want to. Oh, uh, did you hear about Dill Big Tree and uh, the High Wire? No. What's the deal there? They have been completely terminated from YouTube. Who are they exactly? I've, I've, I've vaguely. Dill Big Tree used to be a producer for the TV show The Doctors. Mm -hmm. And he quit his high paying job because they refused to let him do a program exposing vaccines for the truth about vaccines. Jeez. That they caused injury, that they've never cured anything they supposedly claim to have cured. And so he quit his job and he started a program called The High Wire. Hmm. And he exposes all the truth about the vaccines, the big pharma, and the political BS. Yeah. Well, YouTube took him down for violations of YouTube's service. His whole channel's been terminated. Just vague, vague nothingness, really, in, as far as the justification. Well, he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth about the, the, the coronavirus. His last program, because uh, I streamed him almost every day, because he puts out a, a weekly or a daily at least, you know, a few minutes daily. And I'd streamed him on one day and I went to stream him the next day and the video's gone, the channel's gone. And this was just a couple of days back. And yeah, they are busting down on, and it's surprising because supposedly Trump just signed some executive order that's supposed to bust down on this censorship, making people like YouTube and Facebook uh, stop censoring and taking down people's posts. Now, I haven't read the bill, and I don't know all the ins and outs, if, if exactly if that's does what it, what I have supposedly heard, or does it do the exact opposite and just let them run even more amok? I've got I've got to find that out. Yeah, there's this so many uh, issues currently that are out there um, and a part of what we here on the Robin Hood of course refer to as the war on humanity that didn't come up 
uh, tonight while we had Vinny on board. Hashtag WOH. Um, but just you just look around, uh, including here, here where, where we are in South Korea, with um, things like Malithian being sprayed in our neighborhoods on a routine seasonal basis in an effort supposedly on the face of things at least to eliminate uh, cut down on malaria get rid of those mosquitoes the chemtrails I guess the UN's still pretty active here in 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 South Korea because chemtrails I do believe they they still are you know very much around uh, quite commonly do see them anytime I go outside um, and and you know although I must say that the the overflights once again we've talked about this before not not for a while now but living here in the crosshairs directly under where all of these uh, mostly military aircraft I guess want to be traveling to and fro east northeast south and west you know right here in the crosshairs wouldn't you know it so finally did manage to successfully download the uh the entire mash series the other day via pirate bay which was pretty cool you know they never used any actual koreans in that tv show although it was supposed to be based out of korea during the Korean War, one of the things, uh, and I, it really kind of that bothers me just on a philosophical level. Um, nothing to do with Korea necessarily. Uh, just, just you would you would think that you've <laughs> it's that the the show is based set in a certain location in this instance Korea that you would have Koreans, and uh, but I, I really think I talking to the wife about this the other day i think it'd be great to see a reboot of that show i think it'd be i think it would be it would actually work if it was if they went about doing it the right way radar and, and hawkeye hot lips have them you know it's just re rebooted for the uh for the modern current age uh, if if uh, Holly Weird is is looking for any ideas, remember if we do see a reboot of Mash, you know where you hear, heard about it first. Uh, the idea was floated, so who knows? Hey, maybe they'll cut us a little ten percent of something that we'll find. Although I wouldn't exactly hold my breath, <laughs> showing up in the uh, the collective uh, community kitty coffers, so. But anyways, yeah, this uh, Pirate Larry, I think you're still around. I also, you know, wanted to hear from you. There's this so much going on uh, out in, as far as the audience here is concerned. People popping in and uh, endless number of comments that uh, they're providing uh, via Facebook and YouTube and DLive. We, we actually tried to distribute some of the rewards, digital rewards, um, uh, a while ago and just having some issues as we sometimes do with that particular feature of DLive unfortunately I guess we'll give it one more shot here before we before we call it a night shut down shut down shop once again we'll be having uh, Drew 
Beeson, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He is the author of a book which outlines and uh, takes a real close look at the Zodiac uh, serial killings, which, as I understand, both Pirate Larry, Reverend Jim, you might know a little bit more about this, but that was like San Francisco, uh, late 60s, early 70s, and even as far up, I believe, police investigators thought, you know, the states of uh, maybe, was it Oregon and even Washington, if I'm not mistaken, the Zodiac Killer. So, yeah, Drew Beeson will be our uh, feature guest kicking off our August schedule. So we're looking forward to that. A lot more great things coming your way. Uh, be sure to subscribe if you have not already, wherever you can find us out in social media. Share those links. Hit the notification button as well, too. That's important if you want to stay in the loop. Uh, we readily welcome donations as well, too. Let's not forget via PayPal. Uh, Janie Walker and, and Dana Shiver have really been knocking it out of the park as of late. So their assistance is really very much appreciated. Um, in in any any time somebody sends a, a cash donation, it's 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 a pretty big thing for us, frankly, because um, it helps to cover the costs. We have operating costs here, folks. Just uh, we're not talking about making any money at this particular stage or profit. Unfortunately, we're all running uh, pretty much out of out of pocket. Here is what the deal has been the past. Not quite five years now, but that is something which, you know, if we had a, a marketing uh, a whiz that was able to take uh, take control of a partic that particular part of the operation, it would be very much appreciated. And someone with a creative design as well, too, and promoting uh, and plugging our Teespring store, of course, where we do have T-shirts, coffee mugs available. All those sort of good things. Pyro One Radio at ProtonMail.com is the website address. I'm sorry, the email address. Let's get that straight. It's been a long, long day, and I'm, I'm not quite to the point where Vinny was. I don't think, but, but, but getting there. So, um, yeah, and uh, Minds.com tokens as well too. Always appreciate. Get a big kick out of the donations that come our way via that route and if uh, in the last final analysis you know any of those other options are beyond your means and any time you can share comment like subscribe or hit notification buttons where you do find us in social media that does help to go a long way be sure to tell your friends and family um, as well, as we continue to watch the flagship do its job here and the network continues to grow. So, Pirate Larry, we have not heard from you here. I, I don't know if it looks like he's still there on mute. Yeah, so Larry, let you have the last word before we shut 
things down. Uh, how was your uh, journey up there out along uh, Dead Man's Bluff? Hi, well, I got to tell you, there's a lot of bones down here, a lot of calcium. Yeah. A lot of calcium. I was going to ask you. So, if, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Dead Man's Bluff. It's uh, uh, it's a, a, a tall, uh, three hundred foot uh, drop. Mm-hmm. And uh, below that drop, below the bluff, is uh, just skulls and bones. You, you got skulls a, bones. It's a pretty a great vantage point, though. With uh, you're able to uh, take in everything that's going on down in Skullport Harbor. I don't know. If you've if you've got a, a a looking glass or not a spy glass, but uh, I, I do. Oh, right. So I yep. think we we might want to maybe consider heading off to one of the local. Speaking of Skullport Harbor, one of the local uh, d- drinking establishments, uh, houses of of ill re- ill repute. So uh, the Howling Wolf uh, Inn. The, the the mossy wench, I think somebody mentioned the green dragon, at one point. Uh, mm. Pirate Joe, when he was here with us, he seemed to get a big kick out of the old log, and but yeah, the howling wolf, scurvy dog, I think was what I missed out on there, and I think that's about right, a scurvy dog. Yeah, yeah, we'll hit one of those places, I'm sure. But um, is is that about it from you, Pirate Larry, or would you like I- to? I would say so. I would say that uh, uh, I, I got to get off this bluff, Jeffy. <laughs> I mean, you're on the road to recovery and recuperation here, so we really applaud your uh, your courage in making the effort to uh, get yourself all the way up there. And yeah, be sure to find your way back down to Skullport Harbor and all in one piece. Um, and you can be found, of course, on minds.com. It's simply pirate underscore Larry, I believe, is it not? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. on minds.com at pirate underscore Larry. Baja Bands, of course, too. Let's not forget. Baja Bands is my uh, my little project close to my heart where uh, we take indie musicians uh, from Baja and we put them on YouTube. Video, video, music videos. Okay, there we go. That's right. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to feature any of the music yet in the Minds World Indie Music Showcase installments we've that we've produced. We've got number eight coming up here, hopefully before too long. We'll just see. We're, we're getting pretty booked up here as far as the feature shows are concerned. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things manage to play themselves out in the end and uh finally let's then turn things over to reverend jim because you know you're one of our syndicators as is angel espino who comes to us and and picks up what we have to uh share with the world via psn-radio.com Another one of our underground digital syndicators is the Global Enlightenment Radio Network. That's hashtag Gurn, who uh, Daryl and Katie are the two central figures behind that 
endeavor. And all three of you, uh, we very much appreciate your support and doing what you can to help us better grow the network, essentially. WPRPN.com, the People's Pirate Network. Um, but yeah, Reverend Jim, did I miss anything there? You're, you're over on D Live and, and uh, Jim Callis, simply as is how they can. I, I don't think that's too top secret or confidential. Can we, we can let people no. know your, your, your minds. I'm, I'm Jim Callis on Minds and Facebook. I'm Barbecue Jim on YouTube. I'm Rev.Jim on DLive. Uh, you want to find me? I'm not hard to find. I do want to give a shout out to our DLive family. We've got 10 people right now on your channel on DLive. Not my channel, your channel, WPRPN. And uh, we got uh, Spanx the Monkey came in this week. And let's see who else was over here today. We had uh, Deja Voodoo dropped a diamond on you. And uh, Peter, I, don't, I can't pronounce his whole name. He's one of my friends from uh, Eastern Europe or from Europe. Uh, he's, from, he's either from Germany or Finland. But Peter came in, said hello. Uh, we got N NPA Amir gave you a follow, and Jupiter 5 stopped in. And my buddy So What from Germany, you are at 150 followers now on DLive. So numbers are growing. And over here on my channel, over on DLive, we got, uh, I'll try to make this quick. I'm looking at uh, 10 over on my channel, too. There might be some cross people here. Oh, we got Lady 5G. We got the Notorious RGP. We got So What. He's my friend. He's actually hosting me. So I'm going out on, you're going out on my channel, and I'm going out on his channel in Germany through DLive. So we're getting uh, some more syndication. Uh, there's Peter, there's who else is here? Rachel, uh, Rochelle is awake, is uh, in my audience, and she's really good people. Uh, I think that's about it right now that I can see. Anyway, I want to say it was a great show. Thank you again. Um, I'm not, I'm not heading to the after show. I'm uh, gonna kick in with some music, and uh, I've already got one lined up. Already got a request. Uh, have a great weekend, Jaffe, and for the rest of the pirate crew, happy sailings. Stay safe. We'll see you on Tuesday. Sounds good, Jim. As always, appreciate the support, and we will definitely be in contact here again shortly. Jane E. Walker talking about how she couldn't get the show over on Facebook, listening on YouTube, but she doesn't have any comment options great show with bunny i think she meant to say vinny but that's maybe one of those voice to text type uh deals that she's working with there i'm i'm guessing that's the reason it came out that way she also followed up here now this is really interesting folks i telling talking about how she copied a post from the osha guy about different types of masks to her page Facebook deleted it, said she was posting 
info against community standards that was dangerous information. And she added it again and tried to repost. Facebook deleted it again and said if she does it again, she'll be kept from posting or commenting for 24 hours. This, I believe, has got to do simply with masks, whether masks are effective or not, how masks function, essentially, um, <laughs> whether you can actually breathe or not. I think most people who put those damn things on can pretty much tell that they're the quality of their uh, the air that they're breathing is being compromised, unfortunately. So, yeah, don't get me started on the whole mask issue because it's something I'm having to contend with here in Korea. Uh, pretty much now every gig that I've got, these little elf jobs that they are, uh, they're pushing that in a big way. Uh, which only leads me to wonder what, what's next, really. I can kind of see it coming, I hate to say, you know, with, with respect to man, mandatory vaccinations and, uh, you know, digital, digital ID, of course, the biometric end of things, which I'm doing all I can here right now to, to have no part to do uh, with whatsoever because... Well, it's a violation. It's, 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 uh, it's utterly intrusive. You know, like I was saying earlier to Vinny, I don't mind engaging technology on my own terms. And that's why we do the show in the format that we approach, you know, that we, that we approach it. So anytime, however, that you do have a technology which is coercively thrust upon you or you know that they try to whoever it is out there uh compel you to consume or engage um that becomes a big problem so all sorts of issues in our lives potentially uh i tend to look more toward my inner space which well because when it comes right down to it from a philosophical standpoint you could very well see the outer world and realms that we perceive as being largely that of one vast illusion a matrix holographic projection perhaps Something along those lines. Uh, what does it all come down to? One of the things is that we could potentially all be ourselves nothing more really than nodes in the matrix. Uh, each of us is important, I would imagine. Uh, equally important as the next. But nodes in the matrix nonetheless... So, all right. Well, I think it's tough to get to everybody. Uh, apologies if we did miss out in not addressing some of your comments. They will be there for posterity's sake, which is great. Uh, be sure to keep in touch. Be sure to reach out. Be sure to make yourself known. 
and contact us whenever, however you can. We will be back on Tuesday with the news and, as was mentioned earlier, the author of the Zodiac book that he has put out, uh, Drew Beeson, should be quite quite the conversation and fascinating um, deep dive into this whole business of who the Zodiac actually was. A lot of potential candidates, I do believe, whose names have been raised over the years. Having said all this, let's remind our listeners simply that until we meet again out in the high digital seas, on behalf of Captain Long John Sinclair, Reverend Jim, Pirate Larry, Vinnie Eastwood, and all the rest of the crew here aboard the Robin Hood, I'm your host as always, the show's Chief Communications Officer Jaffe Ryder. It's going to be an interesting election, something definitely to keep our eyes on the next 48 days or so. Tally-ho! I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob, and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay. Draw an end to yet another week of World Pirate Radio Live. Remember, if you're looking for a little more animated okay. online action, Keep in mind, we've likely got yet another great free-flowing Rogues Gallery after show coming up for the next hour in one of our more premium exclusive and remote digital underground online pirate hideaways. Also, if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea, unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via Pirate One Radio at ProtonMail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. Remember, WPRPN.com member site subdomain links are also always available. Great for artists, musicians, podcasters, bloggers, social media personalities, or pretty much just any old land lover looking to boost their online visibility, presence, and reach. Basic personal profile accounts can be launched for just $60 per year. Staking your claim now helps not only strengthen you and the network, we're also looking out for the little guy. That's right, folks. As much as half of all WPRPN's profits are redirected right back into the hands of the people who really need it most. 
community charity. After all, we are the Robin Hood. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, sharing, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Gab, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged. Until we meet again out on the high digital seas, I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.